guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, I'm your host as always, man, season 5, episode 11, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Guys, we gotta talk about assets versus liabilities. You already know what I just said on the previous podcast, okay? I've given you all the, the, the concepts of what a liability can be. People buying cars because they want to fit in with society rather than looking at their bank statements and seeing, hey, you know what, how much money is coming out of my pocket? That's what we're going to be focusing on. See, it's a simple process here. See, Rich Dad, he believed in the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Or keep it super simple. So he kept it simple when it came to building that financial foundation strong for these young individuals. So what causes the confusion, though, for a lot of you? Well, you know what? It could be something... Uh, you know, not having that basic education, that basic financial education. Now, you can focus on the word literacy, right? But we don't focus on financial literacy. See, what defines something to be an asset or a liability are not words. In fact, if you really want to be confused, look up the word assets. So, what's an asset? Well, to the eyes of Rich Dad Poor Dad, okay, to the eyes of Mr. Rich Dad, was teaching Robert Kiyosaki at this point a long time ago. An asset, in a very, very dumb terms, people. And I, uh, no, I'm not going to say in dumb, in very simple, simple, super simple terms. An asset puts money in your pocket. A liability takes money out of your pocket. So, I actually looked at motivational mentors, as a matter of fact. And some of you probably... Uh, are aware that I used to do another podcast, a joint podcast with um, another co-host of mine, Luke. It was a wonderful experience. But I realized that motivational mentors, it went from being something free to it becoming a liability. And again, I don't want to look at my passion as, you know, oh, well, you know, we were doing that and we were building all this up and we met a, a wonderful a plethora, okay, or a plethora of Wonderful individuals. I'm very, very grateful for that. But then when we started, when we hired on a VA, when overhead expenses should have been covered by people signing up for our services, that's when I got really agitated. When he said, oh, I need this money. Oh, I need this money. Oh, I need this money. And I had to fork over a considerable amount over the last, what, three months of the year. It became a liability. I asked myself, I said, what the fuck am I doing? He's like, oh, we need to pay the VA. I'm like, why do we even why do we even have a VA? It's been a month and a half. I mean, I'm sorry, a year and a half. There is no reason for us to have a VA. If you're like me, you don't have the bullshit jingles in the beginning of a guard uh, of a podcast because I, I I just hate that. That's so annoying. I have to skip the beginning of the majority of all podcasts out there. The only one I listen to is Pat Flynn, and there's sometimes he actually has a very uh, a thoughtful. Um, what is it, uh, a little talk before he gets into the interview, but then there's that little jingle that comes up, hey, da, 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 da. I hurry up and skip three, three minutes ahead, who knows if I miss anything, but that gets me very, very annoying, like Jim Quick's podcast, one, I stopped listening to him because, well, he doesn't really give a damn about anyone, that's number one, and he's just like the rest of the other, the, the Jay Shetty, the Tom Billy, he's just like the rest of them, right, and number two is because I was sick of listening to the fucking Matrix every goddamn uh, beginning of the podcast, you know? So, again, what am I talking about here? Let's focus. 
When it comes to liabilities, motivational mentor became a, a liability. There was no ROI. There was no return. And one and a half years, we got maybe 2,500 plays or downloads. I'm like, what the hell? Because in a year and a half with my ESL podcast, I got 65,000. A lot of you would say, oh, but you pumped out more content there. Well, yeah, I pumped out, okay, what we pumped out somewhere between like like 60 podcasts in a year and a half. But I pumped out probably about, what, 500 podcasts. So this is probably plus, what, of extra 440? And so if you plus the extra 440 on top of that 2,500, okay, we probably would have got up to 20,000 if we did podcasts like every day. That's just not good enough. And it's not the fact that it's not good enough. We have to look at it even in more of a broad spectrum because I'm probably contradicting myself right now. Because remember, I said you cannot put a price on your passion. I absolutely agree. But when I'm actually paying money to do my passion, that gets me very annoyed. Especially paying something that doesn't have to be paid. And so I thought about it and it was like in like second week of December, I'm like, nah, I'm good. And, you know, there were some times at the beginning of, you know, December where, oh, my God, you know, that's when my available attention units started getting clogged up with all of this nonsense. And then I found myself talking to someone else, you know, someone who I'm very close to out here in Thailand about this. And I'm like, dude, you know, he had four podcasts scheduled. We had 16 and 20 podcasts in one month that was scheduled, scheduled for one month to do. But not to post. We only post four a month. That means the remaining 12 to 16 podcasts wouldn't get posted for the next one to four months. And then people start contacting us saying, hey, when's the podcast going out? That becomes a very, very big problem. So I was emotionally invested and then I became emotionally overdrawn. You know, there was like, hey, we need this. Hey, I need the money, the money, the money. I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm like, nah, I'm good. And, and, you know, I should have told him straightforward, and I did. I did to a certain extent. I said, motivational mentors, there's no growth. There's no ROI, and I'm coming out of pocket for what? I invested like 400 U.S. dollars over the last four months into this for what, dude? For what? That's literally a one-year subscription with any of my other podcasts. And I see tremendous amount of ROI with my ESL podcast. So what's going on here, man? And so that was the end. Um... It became a liability. How can a passion become a liability? But then, hey, if you say, oh, Arsenio, well, we got four hours of this. Uh, we need to do some topic-based this, and we got to do this and do that. I'm like, dude, there's no ROI with – I'm not giving you my time anymore. One day, I, what was it? I woke up in the morning on a Friday. He said, oh, we have four podcasts today. I have four, five, seven, and eight. I said, fuck no. I didn't see any of this on the calendar. So, again, I became emotionally overdrawn, and then I said, you know what? Uh, what's what to do? This is a liability now. This isn't a passion anymore. I'm not invested into a future such as like with my ESL podcast, which is completely exploding. So that's what that you know, a liability takes money out of my pocket. It took $400 that I could have saved out of my pocket. It was a bad investment deal. That's it. That's it. And so, again, if you know the definition of what a liability is. You may sound like a, an accountant, right? But it doesn't take much to understand what a liability is. 
is something that's not good for you. Okay, what good and what, what not good in what aspect? Money. There it is. So, to the young boys at that time, he said, what defines an asset are not words, but numbers. And if you can't read the numbers, you can't tell an asset from a hole in the ground. That's what Rich Dad had told him in accounting. It's not the numbers, but what the numbers are telling you, it's just like words. It's not the words, but the story the words are telling you. So if you want to be rich, you've got to read and understand numbers. The rich acquire assets and the poor middle class acquire liabilities. So what I'm going to teach you here, guys, is a little bit of a cash flow thing. So, again, I told you about the pictures over the, the past couple of things. These simple drawings help people create those strong financial foundations. So what I got here is, there's a diagram, and I'm going to explain it to you in vivid detail. What we have at the top, it says cash flow pattern of an asset. Okay, you have an income statement. And you have a balance sheet. So what we have here are two columns for each. Okay? So on a vertical, you have income under the income statement. And just below that are expenses. All right? So that's your income statement. You have income and expenses. The balance sheet, just below the income statement, you have assets on the left, which comes in a vertical column, and then liabilities on the right. So, what this indicates, it's called a profit and loss statement. It measures income and expenses. Money in and money out. The lower part, like I told you, the balance sheet is called because, well, guess what? It's, it's supposed to balance assets against liabilities. So, many financial people, okay, or many people who are just like beginners, do not know the relationship between the income statement and the balance sheet. And it's vital to understand that relationship. Do you guys understand? So, assets put money in your pocket. Nice, simple, and usable, okay? Now, the cash flow pattern of a liability. It's a little bit different. All right, so an asset, again, is something that puts money in your pocket. A liability takes it out. That's all you need to understand. So with this diagram, the income statement, income expenses, balance sheet, assets, and liabilities. However, the balance sheet, you have the liabilities. There's a little arrow that goes back into the expenses, which is in the income statement, and then it goes right out. And that's how you lose money. So, illiteracy. Both in words and numbers, it's the foundation of a financial struggle. And this is what's happening with people all around the world. If people are having difficulties financially, there is something that they don't understand either in words or numbers. The rich are rich because they are mostly literate in this area. But the poor are poor because they are illiterate in this area. So, again, the arrows and the diagram, it shows the flow of cash. That's literally what I just explained to you. But you know what? In 80%... Of most families, the financial story paints a picture of hard work to get ahead. However, that effort, hey, because they're buying liabilities instead of assets. That's what their entire lives are predicated on. So what we're going to do, I'm not going to give you anything else because this could get very, very confusing. Okay, But what I'm going to talk to you about in the next podcast is the cash flow of a poor person and the cash flow 
of a person in the middle class, and of course, a cash flow pattern of people who are rich. So guys, stay tuned for that specific podcast. And of course, I'm your host, as always, thanks for tuning in, over and out.